Hey there, Kelly Sparta. Just wanted to make sure that you know the retreat is down to four spots left. So if you're interested in the retreat in Panama in November, Adventures in Energetics, we are at our last four spots available. Check it out at kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. And as always, don't forget, Spirit Guides has more than one episode a week. You're only getting one episode on this podcast. Uh, but if you come over to the Spirit Guides podcast, we have five episodes a week. And we would love to see you there. Have a great one. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face. And still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Chirpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. What's shaking? Oh, don't make me think that hard. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was trying to come up with a good comeback, but, you know, my my poor adult brain just was not doing it today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, spring is almost here. That's that's one thing I'm going to say. I know it's part of the adult brain for me for the allergies living in the allergy capital of the U.S. If you didn't know that Virginia is the allergy capital of the U.S. Nobody told me this before I moved here. Yeah, I did not know that. That's good to know. We're learning. We're learning. Uh, I'm excited for the nice weather. We're act- we actually have snow potentially coming up here in the Northeast. And this that weekend. is why I moved. <laughs> it's only going to be a little. It's only going to be a little, but gosh, I am, I, my, my brain has mentally shifted out of snow. So actually the idea of seeing it is going to be like instant depression. I'm hopeful that it's going to be only a very little. See, <laughs> there's generally only about 10 degrees difference between Virginia and Massachusetts, but that 10 degrees is the difference between rain and snow. And that makes all the difference. <laughs> and we get all kinds of presents from our friends to the north up in Canada, and they send yes, us down do. their snow. <laughs> yes, you do. And we don't. Yay. <laughs> oh, boy. If you guys like snow, and you're excited when you get snow, or if you're in a place that has never seen snow, why don't you come into the Facebook group and share your snow experiences there? <laughs> Ooh, I have pictures from the last time we had big snow in Massachusetts. Ooh, the some big ones. A while. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's that winter was horrible. Yeah, foot horrible. of snow every week on a Wednesday for eight weeks. Every Wednesday we got walloped, and the snowbanks were taller than my husband, who was six foot one. Yeah, it was that was crazy, and you were living in the city at that time, yeah. so that's no fun. <laughs> no, they had to they had to uh, truck it out. Yeah, they had to bring dump trucks in and take it and put it out. Um, that year, they did, the snow did not melt until July 4th or July 8th, something like that. Yeah, the snow pile and that they brought everything out to. All right, let's get away from snow because it's making me sad even thinking about it. <laughs> Are you 
started it. I know I did. I know I did. I recognize it. And then it's like sometimes you start something and you get so far into it that you can't stop, but you're already so far into it that that yeah. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about something spiritual for E. Okay. We're going to talk about embodiment. Yes, exactly. And what does that mean? Here's the thing. And and this is this is the biggest problem I see with super in, intelligent people in the spiritual world is that they live up in their heads. And so all your energy is in your head and therefore you lose access to your body wisdom. So if you're thinking about your feelings instead of feeling your feelings, you're likely living in your head. You've also likely armored your heart, which is a different issue, but you're, you're probably living in your head. If you're constantly on a thing of what happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future, or, you know, you're, if you're not in your space time moment of now, then you're living in your head. Okay. If you have a plan and a backup plan and a backup plan for your backup plan, you're living in your head. <laughs> Right? These are all head-based activities. So when you don't have access to your body wisdom, you lose out on things like, um, so remember years ago, they had the tsunami that hit, I think it was Thailand. And all of the animals were gone from the beach and only the stupid humans were still there. It's because they didn't have access to their body wisdom. The animals had access to their body wisdom and the body wisdom said, you don't want to be here. Okay. And, and that's just sort of the nature of the beast, right? Is that it doesn't tell you why it just goes, leave. And you just go, and if you're smart, you listen, you don't override it, which is what a lot of us do. If we have access to it at all is that we'll go, Oh, well, logically speaking, no, no, no. When your body goes, leave you, Oh, leave. <laughs> you know, it's just, you need to listen, especially if it's an urgent leave now thing, right? I just have a bad feeling. I have a really bad feeling. I need to be somewhere else. Okay, go be somewhere else. Who knows? Maybe a meteor is about to land on your head. Go be somewhere else, right? You don't have to understand it to listen to it. In fact, you won't understand it and you should listen to it. So, that's the the primary thing, right? Is it's a safety mechanism that your body your body is connected into the rest of the earth. And you have access to the earth's wisdom through your body if you will actually stay in it. So the other challenge is that a lot of us from challenged childhoods tend to dissociate. And if our lives have been hard enough, we will dissociate all the time. Right. We'll, we'll live sort of halfway out of our bodies. We're, we're like constantly. So if you have an obsession with doing meditations to take you out of your body and into spirit and you just want to get there and stay there, that is because you're trying to dissociate from your body all the time. And it is unrealistic to expect that you're going to be that you're going to be able to operate in the physical world and pay your bills and feed yourself and all the other things and stay in spirit. So the solution to that is to get comfortable with being in your body. And that's, that's a process depending upon what's happened to you. Right. I mean, 
let me be really clear. There's a lot of good reasons why some, some people's trauma has kept them from their bodies. Okay. So I'm not saying that there isn't a good reason, but I'm saying that if you want access to your body wisdom, and if you want access to some of the other stuff I'm going to talk about, uh, then you're going to have to figure out how to do that. And if you're not in your body, you will have a hard time manifesting. You'll have a hard time making decent money. You'll have a hard time being able to connect with another human on a deep level. You're, there's going to be a lot of things that aren't going to really work well because you're not actually in your body. And being in your body also, as I said, requires being in the present moment. So if you are not present, if you're living in the potential future or the past, then you're not going to be able to be embodied because your your energy is going forward and back in time, right? And so these are all the reasons to be embodied, right? Let's talk about what the benefits are of embodiment, okay? So when you're embodied, you get access to that earth wisdom because the embodied aspect is the physical reality, right? So earth is in a physical form. Our bodies are in physical form. Therefore, they are connected on that physical physicality level, right? Now, in addition to that, you have other ways of making use of your body wisdom, okay? Uh, Kinesiology is a classic example of this. So kinesiology, if you've never heard of it, is the act of asking your body whether or not something is good for you and using your body to give you an answer. So you could use a dowsing rod, you could use a pendulum, uh, but what if you don't have a tool with you, right? You go to the supermarket, you, you pick something up off the shelf and you go, I don't know if this is right for me. How do you know? Well, you use kinesiology. So kinesiology can be purely energetic. So you could take the item off the shelf, hold it over your heart and ask if it's, if it, if it's good for you and then feel your body. If your energy goes up, it's good for you. If your energy goes down, it's not good for you. Uh, now some people won't feel up or down. Some people will find that they lean forward if it's good for them and they lean back if it's not. You just got to figure out what works for you. Exactly. And so one of the things that you do first with kinesiology is you ask your body, give me a yes. And you ask it to give you a yes. And then you, you have to pay attention to everything. I walk people through this all the time and they go, well, I didn't feel anything. I just felt this. And I'm like, that's it. Right. If you say, I didn't feel anything. I just felt whatever comes after. I just felt is your answer. Okay. And so it's, it's, it's really funny how people just discard what their response is. And that's because you don't spend a lot of time in your body. Right. So, so you say, give me a yes. And then you say, give me a no. And whatever the thing is that happens then, even if it's, you know, it's just right (laughs) is the answer. And then, then you take whatever it is and you hold it up to your body and you ask, is this good for me? Is this you know, is this good for me? And then you get a yes or a no. Okay. You always want to ask the positive version of the question. You know, is this going to be bad for me would be complicated. So you want to ask the positive version of the question, not the negative version. And then that way, 
um, your body has a, an easier answer process. The other way you can do it is you can actually use your fingers to do it. So you can take your thumb and your index or, or not your thumb and your middle finger. And then you loop your thumb and your middle finger from the other hand through the first hand. And again, you start with give me a yes and you pull. And if you can't pull your fingers through easily, then that's yes. And give me a no. And it, your fingers will pull apart easily. And when you pull on them with the same amount of pressure. Okay. And then, then you can test yes or no answers that way. Okay. That's a version of body wisdom. Okay. That's another benefit to being in your body. We all have body wisdom. And those of us who are, who come from challenged childhoods, there's a part of our body wisdom that we actually do recognize on a regular basis. And that's the part that is, that happens when we're being hooked or manipulated. We feel that when you start to feel icky around someone, when you start to feel like they're trying to push you around with their words, they're literally trying to push you around with their energy. Okay. And that's it. Your body goes, ew, I don't like this. This sucks. Right. And so that's, that's another way your body wisdom can kick in. And we're attuned to that because that happened in our childhoods. Right. So even if we're half out of our bodies on a regular basis, we, pre we usually pick up on that. Right. Um, another thing that we pick up on is energy vampires. Right. And we did an entire episode on energy vampires. So if you don't know what that is, there's an episode on it. But the, the people who suck your energy, your body will be like, I don't like being around this person. No, I don't want to be around them. Right. Your body will say that. And that's because your body is losing energy to it. Okay. There are other ways in which our bodies speak to us. Okay. And attraction is a classic one. Right. So attraction is your body going, this feels familiar. This feels like home. I, this, this feels good, right? I, I'm comfortable here. It doesn't mean that it's a good relationship. It just means that your body recognizes this energy and is attracted to it because it, it fulfills the hole that was left by the previous relationship that had that energy. And so tip it, this is why we typically repeat our patterns in our, from our childhood into our romantic relationships. So we tend to go from needy parents to needy partners or domineering parents to domineering partners, right? Because it fills that hole. And then there's that comfort zone that comes from that energy connection that your body picks up on and goes, ooh, right? And, you know, this is why I used to teach Tantra classes years ago. And one of the things that I used to talk about was the, the energetics of attraction, and how you can actually program yourself to be attracted to different energies and different people to break you out of the cycle. Exactly. Yeah. 
And it's about expanding your willingness to receive attraction from different areas. And you can't do that if you're not in your body. Okay. You're, you, in order to be attract, attached to your attraction factor, your, your attraction energy, you have to be in your body to do that. And Tantra seems like a a practice that you need to be in your body in general. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to practice Tantra, you've got to be embodied. There's just no, there's, there's no way around that. So, but the, the pieces of embodiment are, they're very subtle. So if, so about 10% of the population is kinesthetic, meaning that they get their information through uh, their body, through movement, through doing, through experiencing. Okay. The rest of us are audio, audio or visual learners, right? Kinesthetic learners are always in their body. <laughs> Okay. They're just, they're, they're, well, I shouldn't say that. They're not always in their body, but they're more often in their body than the average person. Okay. Uh, I find that a lot of people with, with kinesthetic uh, sensibilities, they will leave their bodies, but they tend to do it as a, um, I need a break from people thing. But the, the rest of us, the 90%, <laughs> uh, we, we tend to think things to death. Okay. And so if you're looking to get into your body, which is a valuable thing to do, um, what you need to do is you first need to, to be able to bring your entire energy into your body. So if you're living your life half out of your body and, and you're half into spirit and you're half in your body, then you're not going to be grounded. Okay. So the very first thing to do is to do some grounding exercises. The tree meditation is excellent for this. We've we've talked about it ad nauseum on here (laughs) because it's so important. And if you don't have it, it is on the YouTube channel. Uh, It's on my YouTube channel. Just go look it up. Tree. Just all you got to do is Google tree meditation, Kelly Sparta, and it'll come up. And the tree meditation is great for getting you into your body uh, and getting grounded and for running energy in a consistent fashion, right? To the, the, then the challenge becomes getting out of your head, right? So there's, is your spirit fully in your body? And then there's, are you living in your head and not, not being conscious of your body? Because what happens when you live in your head is you completely forget that your body exists. This is, I am speaking to all of you who know you have to pee, but have not gotten up to go because you're just going to get one more thing done, right? And you will then go into a trance that will pass an entire hour before your bladder screams loud enough to get you to notice it again. Okay. If that's you, then you're in your head. And you're certainly ignoring your body. (laughs) Right. Okay. And if you have pain and you block it out and it's just gone, you have left your body. Okay. If you, when you come back to it, if it's still there, you're like, oh, yep, I wasn't here. (laughs) Okay. So getting out of your head is more complicated. It it takes, you know, the, the grounding, super easy, right? Getting out of your head 
first off, requires lowering your, lowering your anxiety levels. Because if you are anxious, you will be up in your head until the cows come home. Because your worries are just going to go. The monkey mind's just going to chatter and chatter and chatter and chatter. And what if and what if and what if and what if. Has it ever occurred to anybody how the monkey mind what ifs all the horrible things, but it never what ifs all the good things that could happen to? Yeah. Yeah. That part just sort of blows my brain. But anyway, so you got to get your anxiety level down. Okay. And so that's. That's the first thing you have to do. The next thing is about getting all the crap out of your head. Okay. For those of us who are planners, you know, I, I have a client um, that I talked to this week, actually, and she's planning an international move and she's just got like list upon list upon list upon list of things that she has to get done. And I'm like, yeah, you got to write that shit down. (laughs) because if you don't write it down, you're just going to run the list over and over and over and over and over and over and over in your head so that you don't forget anything. The minute you write it down, you've got it in paper on paper or in your phone or whatever. And now you it's, it's someplace where you can refer to it and you don't have to worry about forgetting it. And so that's going to reduce the spin factor of the brain, right? And so that's the second piece is getting out of the spin factor, getting all the random extraneous crap out of your head and onto paper so that the paper can hold it for you instead of your brain having to hold it for you. And I got to tell you, the older you get, the less energy you have for that. Okay. Let me just say, I used to be able to hold all that crap in my head when I was in my 20s. Not so much now. Oh, going to choke myself. <coughs> oh, I'm going to have to cut that piece out. Ugh. Okay. <clears throat> so now that you've gotten the anxiety down to a reasonable level and you've gotten all of the random crap onto paper, right? Now it's about becoming aware of how present you are. Okay. Because... Depending on how many trigger points you have, how many buttons you have that get pushed on a semi-regular basis, you may spend a fair amount of time wishing for things to be different or being pissed that they weren't different before, right? And so then it's about doing your personal work to clear those things, okay? The wishing for things to be different in the future is often fantasy thinking. That's an indicator that we're in our inner child, Our inner children have fabulous fantasy lives. Okay. And, and I'm going to go back to the dating example here because this is where it shows up most often. You meet this amazing new person and suddenly you're envisioning your entire life together and when you're getting married and where you're going to live and how things are going to go. And you've had one date, right? It's, it's unrealistic, right? And it also will set you up to fail in that relationship. So, just 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 a small comment there that's your your inner child is looking for their safety zone that's what's happening in that in that scenario and so if you're engaging in fantasy thinking and this happens in relationships and it happens in business right so i see this all the time with entrepreneurs oh i'm gonna make a million dollars 
It's like, okay, how are you going to do that? Oh, well, I'm just going to do this. I, I had this conversation with someone. Um, she was opening a retail store and I was concerned. I was like, well, it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. How are you going to get clients? Oh, well, I'm going to bring in contractors to do services in the store. I'm like, okay, but how are you going to get clients? Physically. Well, yeah. And, and, and she's like, oh, well, but they're going to be there. And I'm like, no. How are you going to get people to come in and buy things? She's like, well, I'm doing this. I'm like, that is not going to do it. I'm going to tell you right now, that is not going to do it. How are you going to sell stuff? Well, uh, and she just kept, she was in this fantasy thinking. And I'm like, this is not going to work. It's, I would call that field of dreams thinking. If you build yeah. it, they will come. It doesn't always work. <laughs> Correct. And, you know, in fact, it rarely works. Right. <laughs> it is. It is. It almost never works. Unless okay? you're Kevin Costner. And Unless then... you're Kevin Costner and, you know, you live in a fantasy world. But so, you know, this sort of thing is indicative of not being in your body in the present moment because you're like fantasizing about how shit's going to go down. Right. So, you know, these these behaviors keep us out of our body. Okay. Once you can address the things that are pulling you forward or pulling you back, then you can start a presence practice where you learn how to just be where you are. Okay. And when you learn how to be where you are, then you're going to learn how to be in your body. Okay. There's a reason I've waited three years almost to have this conversation with you guys, because this is a more advanced skill. Okay. Uh, when we work with people, the first thing we work with them on is getting the stress levels down, right? And then we work on getting solid in yourself. And then we work on clearing out the triggers. And during the trigger work, you start to learn how to embody. And so it's, it's a process, right? But the embodiment piece, if you've ever seen a man or a woman or non-binary, doesn't matter. If you've ever seen a person who really was in their body and really knew their body so well, and you could tell that they just loved their body, okay? They are charismatic as hell. They just draw you to them. There is a magnetism to them that makes people just stop and stare. And they don't even know why they're staring all the time. They don't have to be attractive. Let me be clear about that. I mean, when I'm fully in my body, I, I have walked down Boston's streets and fully in my body and had, you know, young guys who are college age, I'm 50, 51, and college age guys are turning and staring. And then I catch them halfway through the stare going, why am I staring at that fat chick? You know, <laughs> it's like, they get really confused and I'm going, I know why you're staring at the fat check because I'm fully embodied and I am owning my, my body and my sexuality and my beingness. And, and that's compelling. Right. And so, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. It's about the, the full integration of self that goes into the embodiment process. Right. Now there are additional benefits that can come out of this as well. You know, you can become a better channel. You can be better at uh, connecting with other people. Uh, you you have better sex. Uh, it's just there's a lot of really great things about being embodied. 
And just the ability to be in the moment has got to be huge because you can't do that when you're in the clouds. You can't do that when you're in your head. You have to be in your body, like you said, to do that. So just the ability to be present is is such a wonderful thing for focusing on doing it. Especially today when everybody's in their phones. You know, I mean, it, it, it has gotten so much harder since the smartphone came out to to be present and I speak as someone who knew how to be present before that happened. <laughs> and I will say it is harder. And so we're fighting an uphill battle with these smartphones. So taking time away from your screens is another great way to learn how to be more present because your screens will, uh, they are enabling your distraction culture, your distraction default. We are by default distracted right now. So, um, more time away from your screens is better. Well, this is great. Um, I know that I've got some work to do with being able to focus. You know, you brought up the phone. I rarely go uh, even a couple minutes without just checking the screen. Is someone looking for me? Do I need to do something? Is it time for some scheduled event? So I, I completely get that. And, and there's some important stuff there about getting out of your head and into your body. Yeah. Awesome. Was there anything else you wanted to teach us about embodiment before we head towards the wrapping up of the episode? Well, so I want to mention, and, you know, I know that a lot of people may not have businesses here, uh, you know, that are listening, but I do want to mention it to the people who do that embodiment really impacts your ability to do your business too. It will tell you when things are off. You can feel when something's not right. You will be able to connect with other people uh, in a different way. You're going to make better sales if you're present because nobody wants to talk to somebody who isn't present and they're certainly not going to buy big packages from them if they're not present. So uh, there's a lot of ways in which this is uh, part of what you need to learn in order to run your business more effectively as well. I also have a, a Facebook group called using energetics to make your business easier. So you may want to come and join that. Um, and I have a program. If you know that your, your business is being limited by your own issues or by energetics or by ancestral stuff or by family stuff or, you know, anything along those lines. If you keep hitting a glass ceiling that on your income and you don't know why, and there's no good reason, if your business won't take off and you just can't figure out why, because you've done everything that everybody's ever told you to do and it's still not working, this is the perfect time to come in and do the energetics of business program and you can find the details about that on the website and you can actually get a business energy audit for free. Uh, if you scroll to the bottom of that page and click on it, it, it'll give you an opportunity to get 30 minutes with me to talk about what's going on in your business and, and how it's being impacted. And let me do a little diagnostic, right? We don't talk about this stuff around business very much. And in fact, I don't know anybody else who's talking about it at all, to be honest. Uh, I, if, if you do and you know somebody, please email me and let me know <laughs> because I don't know anybody who's talking about this, but it's super important and it's, it's made all the difference for my business as I've gone through and done my work, right? So it's just food for thought. 
And they can go to kellysparta.com and then get signed up there to be able to get into the program, get the energy audit that you mentioned with you. All of that's there. Absolutely. Awesome. And that's available now. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So Kelly, Kellyism before we wrap. Do this to me every time. And you would think I, after, you know, 145 <laughs> episodes, I would, I would have something prepared. All right. Let me hold on. Give me a second. Um, <laughs> oh, what's coming up for me is a poem I wrote ages ago called I am the luscious goddess. Um, yeah, we're not going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that actually says it all. <laughs> Speaking of being in your body. Uh, yeah, well, let's not use that one. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. Um, you're not on the planet alone. Your body is in partnership with you. Listen to it and it'll serve you well. Awesome. All right. Well, that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I am Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions, with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home and my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.